0: Hello everyone, this is Arlo Gagastein with the Dabbling in Discomfort podcast where we strive to help you live an uncomfortable life. I am here today with my friend Dusty and I'm super excited to have Dusty on. Dusty has done some incredibly hard things and he's a a physical therapist that I greatly respect and we're just happy to have you here. Thank you, Dusty. Thank you. (laughs) So this is episode four with Dusty Campbell. So Dusty, tell me a little bit about yourself. I don't know you very well, like we've... We've run in some of the same circles, it looks like, and uh, and I've I've hung out with you a couple of times yeah. for various things. But <laughs> where'd you grow up? I don't even know.
1: So it's funny you say that because I was obviously thinking about this interview. I'm like, I think I've met Arlo like once or twice, maybe. <laughs> but I'm from Southern California, Costa Mesa, born Long Beach, moved to Costa Mesa. I was told because we got gunshots through our garage, and our parent, my parents, were like, "Nope, we're out." <laughs> um, so I moved down to Costa Mesa, grew up there playing every sport under the sun. Nice. A um, little background on my parents, that my dad's a two-time Olympic silver medalist in water polo. Really? Yeah.
0: So I had no idea.
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> my dad's also the most humble guy you'll ever meet, so uh-huh. you know, you'll never right right. know unless the one of us brags for him. <laughs> <laughs> and then my ma was an all-American volleyball player for Stanford. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so yeah, I got a little lucky on that side yeah. of things.
0: Stanford usually has a pretty good team.
1: Yeah, and my ma, with maybe the exception of my grandma, sorry, ma, uh, is the single toughest woman I've ever met. Nice. And so, like, nice. I came from stock of, like, you yeah. get stuff done. Yeah, yeah. I should probably sure. apologize early. Like, if I cussed in this, I hope you can cut it out. Like, I, <laughs> I, I try to control it. Everyone well, really excited excited. We'll time. probably just leave it, and, and right. people
0: have been warned, so.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, from there, I played every sport in the sun. Once I got to high school, it was hockey and football. I played volleyball for my freshman year, and after okay. that, it was.
0: They had, vo- they had boys volleyball then? Oh, yeah. Southern California nice. is the mecca for it. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I actually played beach in, like, 7th, 8th grade with my partner, who was, like, 6'3 really? by 7th grade. Oh, man. And, like, we won those <laughs> tournaments only because he was a beast. Yeah, like yeah, playing yeah. volleyball for UCLA later, and, like, really? I would just put the ball up near the net, and he'd go crush on people, so. <laughs> love it. It wasn't me, it. by any means, but, <laughs> no, I played. So,
0: hockey and football in high school. Yep. And then you went on to play hockey in college, correct?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. so I actually, before college, I went from high school to Canada for two years.
0: Did you really? Yeah, I oh, went and wow. played
1: juniors up there, and that was an experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I lived in like, no offense, guys, the part of Canada you never want to go to. Or <laughs> <laughs> like, it was kind of like stepping on the Mars. I was okay. in Saskatchewan my first year. Okay. Regina, Saskatchewan, which make your own jokes there. Uh, which <laughs> I'm on the plane for the first time, heading to Regina at 17 years old. It's spelled Regina. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which I right. think is Regina, Saskatchewan. Yeah. I next thing goes, so you ever been to Regina, and I start laughing instantly. You know, so clearly not. He goes, you'll love it. You can see your dog run away for a week. I'm like, what does that mean? And he's like, oh, you'll see. And I stepped off the plane, and as far as the eye can see is completely flat with no bush, oh, no trees, wow. dead. Yeah, it's spring, yeah, yeah. so it's winter up there. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> so I spent two years there, well, one year there, one year in Manitoba, and then off to college in West Virginia, where I played okay. hockey for them, and a couple years in California after that, training and coaching, Okay, strength conditioning stuff, and nice. realized 16 hours in a gym just wasn't it for me. <laughs> 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 Went on to PT school
0: here, and they couldn't kick me out since. Very cool. Did you, where did you do PT school? Here at, at the U. At the U, okay. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's what I thought. Oh I guess I'm in, I guess I'm in Ogden now. No, yeah, yeah, you're fine, you're <laughs> fine. I
0: don't I mean Weber doesn't even have PT school, so, uh, that's true. <laughs> so it only makes sense that it was to you. But mm-hmm. um, fantastic. So you're doing physical therapy now. How yes, when sir. did you graduate from PT school?
1: Uh, May of twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen,
0: I think okay. it's been about three years. All right. And have you done the same thing since? You you work for someone else, you said?
1: Now I do, or, yeah. Originally, okay. I had started my own for the first few months, was working on SNF, and then realized I wanted a little bit more of a culture, but also some time to develop as a PT. Versus, okay. Because when I did my right, own thing, right. I was so in the weeds of just trying to get business and focus yeah, on the business side yeah, of things. And it was like, I'm not getting better as a PT. I'm, just, I'm learning business, but I'm not learning uh-huh. PT. And that's that's smart. Well, it's just like, it was a humbling thing of like, you know, you don't know everything yet. Like you need to learn how to do Uh this better before you can do the business.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So I, I started my own business without, without really ever having trained anybody. And I feel bad for my first clients. I'm like, oh man, (laughs) I should have known so much more before I started. And I, I really respect that you took a step back and said, I should probably work for somebody else for a little while. And and develop myself more as a as a physical therapist.
1: There's good um, and bad to it, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah.
0: I mean, learning the business side is is definitely good too. Oh, yeah. and I lear- I've learned a lot along the way, and I feel feel better about my strength and conditioning now. But at, nice. but at first, man, while trying to get everything else up and running,
1: <laughs> kind of like drinking from the fire hose. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: absolutely. Nice. So you're you're practicing in Salt Lake right? Uh, South Jordan now. Oh, South Jordan now. Yeah. We're
1: down South Jordan, ultimate sports performance and rehab. And the other PT and the Cairo are awesome guys. Really, really good at what they do, which was part of what pulled me to them. Yeah. On top of that, like we talked about, like we only know each other so much, but I I goof off all the time. (laughs) It's kind of my charisma, I guess. Yeah. I can't take myself too seriously. And like, for sure, at least in the PT setting of like whenever I was in PT since the fifth grade on, uh, I was always uncomfortable when it was too stuffy in there. Yeah, for sure, for so, like, sure. I had my spot back home where it was the same idea. Like, we just had a blast. I worked hard, but, like, uh-huh. I'm going to enjoy being here.
0: <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's probably why we get along. I'm, I'm yeah. totally the same way. You don't like, say. It has you to be say. fun. Or, <laughs> or I have no interest in it. Right. right. Um, and we have a lot of fun here at, at Competitive Edge. Oh, yeah. We, <laughs> and suffering. But a lot of and fun. suffering. <laughs> suffering's good as well. Um, so... One thing that really made me want to get you on the podcast, I enjoy hanging out with you for sure (laughs) anyway, and you're fun to be around and you're really smart, which is awesome. Um, So quick, quick little backstory. I did go to see you for PT a couple of times. I think I came down and saw you a couple of times for my elbow and, and your approach was different than a lot of PTs that I've been to. And it was awesome. Like a, a fresh perspective is so cool. Um, and I just I really appreciate you seeing me and helping me out with my elbow and and uh, just your approach to things. So oh, anyway, I appreciate that. Yes, I can't remember where I was going before that, but
1: well, <laughs>
0: so oh your your hard challenge.
1: Oh okay, that, that, uh, the recent one. Yes,
0: the recent one. Yes. Yeah. When was that? It feels like it's June, been a while now. Well, but it
1: was. It ended July fourth, which was the perfect goal.
0: Oh, that is awesome! Right? Uh, Absolutely. For the,
1: we did. So yeah. what he's talking about is I did a, a fundraiser for the Wounded Warrior Project, which if you don't know about the Wounded Warrior Project, I highly recommend going and checking them out. They basically help our veterans. When they come back, whether it's physical or mental illness or injury, they help them rehab. And they're a non-profit. I've followed them for a very long time and I've always wanted to get involved with them, but also at the same time, not wanting to go all in on mm-hmm. it just because... It's hard to kind of go all in on a non unless it's your passion in life. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I've always respected them, and I've always respected our military and everything that they do for us. So that was the initial, well, we'll say that that was the secondary reason is because I've always supported okay. the military. The first reason that I did this challenge, which I guess I should probably say, is I skated from Jackson Hole to Salt Lake City on rollerblades. blades. Everyone gets confused by roller skates versus rollerblading, hockey. So it's like, right, right, skating is blading. Yeah. Um, um, So it's 285 miles where we were on highways. The goal was 48 hours. It took me 47. I slept for a collective three hours. Oh man. An hour of it was planned, and then actually here in Ogden. I almost passed out at one in the morning. Going oh, no. uphill, I started getting oh, real, lightheaded and spinning. I started like going side to side. And the van, who was my my dad, my stepmom, and my fiance at the time it was my girlfriend, but they like pulled up next to me and like I think I can't remember if it was my dad or my stepmom because I was obviously delirious. Like grabbed me. And, like, dragged me against the side of the game oh. before I hit the ground. And they threw me in the back of the car like, you're sleeping now.
0: Oh, man. And so I
1: set an alarm for, like, 45 minutes. Uh-huh. And, like, two hours later, we had a cop banging on the window. Oh, like, What really? are you doing here? And oh, I shoot. Like, <laughs> and then, oh, thank God it wasn't me. I was in the back. My dad's like, he's been skating since Friday. Like, and we have this big sign on the yeah, side. Yeah, right, of the right. uh uh-huh. skating since Friday. He just, he needs a little bit of sleep. And the guy goes,
0: well, good luck with that. And walks away. <laughs>
1: So that was my pick me up to
0: get home. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah, I
1: don't that's, remember where I was going with that either. <laughs> I don't know.
0: That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. So the nearly 300 miles from Jackson Hole to Wyoming, and it is not. It's not flat. There's so many hills. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh a man. Lot of up and down. Yeah, a <laughs> lot of
0: up and down, and and the uphill obviously is a lot harder. Was is the downhill scary at all? Because you do you have brakes on your skates, I assume, or uh-huh. no? Br- no How did you handle the downhills?
1: So it was a combination <laughs> of, in hockey they're called C cuts where you basically just right okay go side to side and you kind of rotate your hips really hard so you kind of get on your edges, kind of like skiing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But obviously you can do it too much and then you slide and you fall. It's not kind of like skiing where you just keep <laughs> sliding. Like right, you just slip right. slip out. So there was a combination of that and then there's always like the old, like the, the last resort is just drag a foot behind Drag a foot behind. I yeah, know. which sucks because one, like when you're tired it hurts your knee
0: oh yeah, yeah
1: and after 200 plus miles you're just like i don't want to put my foot behind me <laughs> <laughs> right right well then then you're on one foot uh-huh. so if there's a rock or if there's a stick in front of you coming up that like in at 2 a.m when there's no light out and like i'm wearing a headlamp it only sees so far away <laughs> when you're doing 25 to 30 down this hill oh and you're like, man i'm on one foot like if i catch something, like i'm just superman yeah right right yeah on highways so it's just like not my it wasn't my brightest idea we'll say that but <laughs> it was really cool We raised a little over 17 grand for the Winward oh, project that is which was awesome really really cool so and i appreciate cool. everyone who donated and supported me through that
0: yeah and, for sure um that's yeah. so cool my my brother broke three ribs rollerblading down down a big hill <laughs> once so <laughs> what he hit Oh, <laughs> well, he just he got the high speed wobbles and then crashed and burned <laughs> so, oh, no. so he uh it was uh There's trap. I don't. You're probably not familiar with Trapper's Loop. It's up by Snow Basin. Heard of it? Okay, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, so a relatively long, steep road. Mm -hmm. He went up there with his girlfriend at the time. She may Mm -hmm. have been his fiancee. I'm not sure, but anyway, the idea was that that he would he would rollerblade down this hill, and when he got going too fast, she would pull around him in the car, and he'd. (laughs) Oh no.
1: He he wasn't
0: the brightest either, but. We all make a lot of bad decisions in life.
1: but <laughs> well, the so. funny thing is that was my initial plan. <laughs> was it really? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Because yeah. you said there's so much up and down. Right, and right. I'm going to come through this valley. I originally, the <laughs> plan was to come from Logan through Death Valley there, which is like oh, the second most okay. dangerous road in Utah. Oh, I, man. I didn't know. Right, right. As I'm planning this, there's these, my <laughs> patients are like, are you kidding me? Like, have you ever driven this road? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to drive it in like a couple weeks yeah, and see how yeah. it looks. They're like, yeah, dude, you need to find another way around this. Oh, so I'm like, what? I always pull the van in front of me. And I was, yeah, yeah, right, right. And then I'm like, yeah. but then I can't see the road. So if something <laughs> comes under. I'm screwed. And I face right in the back of a car. It's he like, probably
0: didn't think about that either. Yeah, you know, it's
1: just like, yeah, I can hold on to something. It's not a deal.
0: Yeah. So anyway, he was up there. It was like a Sunday afternoon, and there was too much. Like, it was busy. And so there were a lot of cars coming the other way, and he kept getting faster and faster, and she couldn't. Pole around him because of the cars and yeah he just kept going until he until he didn't until he decided I'd better bail now and at least (laughs) yeah (laughs) and he and he broke three ribs he was pretty uncomfortable for a while he ruined all my hockey gear oh I'm sure (laughs) I just ate it up (laughs) he was wearing my my shin and knee guards and elbow and then like just Just melted through everything but but it was worth it. It's a good story. Anyway. That's too funny. <laughs> God, it's too funny. Anyway, that is. Were was there? Were there times during during this 285 mile skate where you thought maybe I should stop? Like, or were you committed 100% of the time? So,
1: did it Did it
0: ever go through your mind that? Of course. That I know. might not finish this or.
1: Okay. okay so. 47 hours of skating with the exception of, like, three <laughs> passed out. Like, you can't not get there. Right, right. right at yeah. some point, you're just like, this yeah, is so sure. dumb. Uh-huh. What the hell am I doing out here? But at no point did it ever occur to me – well, I, okay, I'm wrong. At one point in the entire time did I even consider that I wouldn't make hmm. it. And it was Preston, Idaho. I'll never forget it because the issue wasn't – because I trained for six months before this. Cause right, like, right, I'm going to do this. Like, I have to be ready for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which – in a sense, I think kind of hurt me a little bit because my biggest issue on the skate were my feet. Okay, it wasn't endurance. It wasn't my legs. Hmm. My six months of training, I actually, for once, actually programmed with graded progression without go overdoing it. <laughs> yeah, and we all say, we all say, okay, oh yeah, yeah, I say yeah, yeah, as I do, kind yeah, of deal. for sure. <laughs> so I was smart. And like when I first came up with the idea, I was like, I- I'm gonna do this right. Like if I'm gonna train for six months to do this stupid thing. Uh-huh. I have to do it really, really well. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. of course, and like for the first time in my life, like I. It, I hit my training almost exactly as I wanted to. Nice. Which was kind of nice, with the exception of with that much mileage, your skates break down, uh-huh. and they compress, so then they have pressure points.
0: Oh, okay. So uh,
1: in the last month to month and a half, I started having issues with training because my feet were breaking down. Wow. And it wasn't like they were getting fatigued; like I was having bony issues, uh-huh. which right, sucks. Right. So. The worst part of the whole skate is my feet are just after like the first hundred, hundred fifty, my feet feet are just trashed.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and that. so
1: I can't remember where Preston is on that like scale of if it was a hundred fifty, hundred and forty. I don't I don't really remember. I just right. remember at that point. Before then I was because I had two sets of skates. I had, oh, okay. I had a set of like long distance, like inline skates, which are these colossal wheels. Like uh-huh. the wheels are longer than the boots. And I got them sent to me from oh, I feel bad not remembering this. If it comes back to me, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll uh, yeah, 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 it, but absolutely. Uh, <laughs> they sent me these to support me, for, or they gave me like a 50% discount, so I could okay, like, support it right, at cause, right. but I had my old roller hockey skates, uh-huh. totally different setup, like yeah, small wheels right, are big than right. back, small in front, but my feet hurt so bad, I started switching between skates, because so, okay. they had different pressure points. Yeah,
0: for sure, for sure.
1: And so, at Preston, I'd switched so many times, I got to the point where I couldn't stand on my feet anymore. Every step I took, like it wasn't a stride anymore. Like my my feet are trash and it wasn't my legs again. It was my feet. I couldn't actually take a stride and I was so angry. It was like a hundred some degrees. I'm dehydrated. I'm malnourished. Like everything hurts on me. But my, again, my feet, I can't take a step. Uh And I'm so angry at this point because all these things going on. in my head. And like I pull off to the side of the the van comes in and I just huck my skates. I was so angry. Oh. But I had made the decision beforehand to, uh-huh. to bring my team in, my support squad. I called them in the day that we started at, like, 9 a.m. Yeah, like, as you know, like, day, night before competition, you can't really sleep. Right. And, like, that's still going <laughs> through me. And I'm just, like, I get up early. I'm up at, like, 6 a.m. Because, uh-huh. like, why not? And we start at noon. Wow. Which is totally too much time to think about. <laughs> <it. But laughs> we, uh, I pulled them in. I'm like, listen, guys. I'm going to start this right now because I know you all love me. Hmm. I know you all are concerned for me. You're all a little bit afraid that something's going to go wrong. And I get that.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But at no point is anyone allowed to give me an out. Nice. Because I know at some point, like, I just, like, I'd listened to David Goggins' Can't Hurt Me. Uh-huh. Unbelievable. David you're right, Godgins. right. You're a stud. <laughs> oh, yeah. A little bit mental, but you're a stud. <laughs> uh, I'd listened to it before, and it, like... It was one of those things that kind of clicked with me. I'm like, dude, this guy's on to something. Yeah. And I actually put it on because I can't, like, after 10 hours of skating, you can't listen to music anymore. Right, so right. I just listen to audiobooks <laughs> all day. Uh, nice. went through, like, 50 audiobooks in this training. i am going, like, Jesus. Jesus. Um, but I knew at some point I'd hit that wall. Right, right. And, like, you hear about it, like, I don't know about you, I hate running more than anything in the world. So at no point will I ever run a marathon. I, I do as well. Yeah. I, at no point will I <laughs> run a marathon. But... Everyone talks about the wall, and I never, like, hit that in endurance. Okay, yeah, but yeah. But I knew at some point that I hit a wall, but it was going to be mental. Right. Because no matter right. what, which Goggins talks about is, like, you can push yourself. Like, when you feel like you're breaking, you're at 40% capacity. I think it's 40. It might be mm. a little less. We you're at 40% capacity, and that was really helpful for me. So, like, I got depressed, and I huffed my skates. I'm so angry. And thankfully, I can't remember who it was. Someone's like, you need sleep. Like, go to sleep. yeah. And so I lay down in the back all huffy and hot as hell. <laughs> the van's not on because we had, uh-huh. And so, like, it's just baking in there. And oh, I pass out for, man. like, 80, 20, maybe 20 minutes 30 minutes. Yeah. And I get up. And without a word, I just strap my skates back on, grab a wire, And no one's talking to me because they know I'm angry. Right, right. I'm not one of those people. When I'm angry, just give me space. Like, give me a second. <laughs> um, so I just put the skates on and literally just took off again. Uh-huh. And just, like, just keep moving. Just keep moving. And it was interesting because after that, there was no breaking point mentally. Nice. Like, once I hit that break, it was like, I couldn't say anything. I couldn't let anyone reason with me. And thankfully, my team, like, stuck to, like, don't try and give me an out. Yeah. And yeah no one was yeah. talking to me. They were just, like, just leave him alone. Let him get his head right. And I just took off without, like, being able to think too much. And from there on out, there was no mental.
0: Hmm. It was
1: entirely, like, I'm going to get there. Right, right. Like, I'm not, if I have to crawl in, I will make it. Yeah. And at that point, it kind of changed everything. I still had the feet issues. Like, I couldn't, like, after a certain point in time, I couldn't step anymore, so I had to switch the skates again. Uh-huh. But it was no longer, like, can I do this? It's just, like, find a way.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like,
1: find the way to do it.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: Well, it was funny, because, like, 285, everyone's like, dude, are you going to make that? Uh-huh. And they're all, like, I pulled into Liberty Park, and they're, thankfully my, my biological mother had set up, um, and I say that like I'm not close with her, my mom and I are super tight. Love you, Ma. Uh, <laughs> she'd set up, like, this uh, welcome party, I guess. or like, people waiting at the oh, show, okay. kind of deal. And, like, a yeah. bunch of people there. And, like, I think it was, shoot, Channel 4. I'm going to screw up all these things. Sorry, guys. It's been a while. I,
0: I read uh, an article, ABC. Is that ABC, Channel 4? I think so. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't <laughs> no, uh, ABC. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second because that was kind of
1: cool. But, uh... I pull in, and, like, I had so much steam and so much energy still. Everyone's like, we thought you'd be, like, literally, like, crawling into uh, this. Yeah. And after Preston, it was no longer, like, I'm going to die doing this. Yeah, It was yeah. like, I'm going to find a way. So by the time I got to Liberty, like, I felt like, if not for my feet, I probably could have gone Could have kept
0: day. going. Yeah, uh, it was,
1: like, it was interesting, though, because the whole way up to Preston, it's just mental, like, just, keep yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, just yeah. don't think about it. But after
0: after you get past 30 that.
1: something hours, like there's no getting past it like, well, you can't right, put right. It your Af- mind after anymore. you accept it. Yeah. You accept <laughs> yeah. It. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's suffering. Let's go. <laughs> and so that was really interesting. Cause like, I've always wanted to like find that breaking point. Yeah, for sure. Which to the mental side, I feel like I pushed through that wall. Right. But the other side of it is, I don't want to say that it wasn't a great accomplishment or that it wasn't, I don't, didn't feel fulfilled, uh-huh. but I didn't feel like I broke the physical. Right. Well, like yep. I I like you see here these people literally pushing themselves and like for me the triathlon along where the guy's body just melts in Hawaii. Do you remember this video? No <laughs> Oh my god, this guy goes into heat stroke and like he, I can't really? remember where the race he is and he's trying to run and his body starts shutting down to where he starts oh, like wow. uh, like rubbery, uh-huh. like rubber bones. Everything and he just falls apart and yeah. literally just collapses because he pushed himself so hard. Wow! And yeah, people can go like, "Well, he's not hydrated, he's not nourishment, whatever." To me, though, that's someone who's literally pushed himself right. past like right, any right. limits. Hmm. So that was the other side of like I kind of wanted to see if I could get there. Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, the health side of it is like, don't you do that, you idiot! <laughs> but the mental side again, yeah, yeah, which yeah, which has become so much more to me since I retired from my sports. Hmm. Like, I didn't realize that side of it, and, like, I've always been very fortunate because my parents and their mentalities and the way they brought me up of, like, when you're in it, you're in it. Yeah, there's no rabbit ears to the stands. Like, don't listen to anyone else out there. Like, you're 100% in. So, I've been able to kind of just focus on everything I did, but I never dove into the mental aspect before okay right because I was just with hockey at least I was so uber focused on just being the best yeah yeah, yeah the best performance or whatever that I was entirely like how do I get better uh-huh physically
0: yeah yeah
1: but I'd never actually gone to the mental side
0: huh right you
1: know, for me it's like we talk about uncomfortable for me talking about the skate the physical side is not what i was concerned about uh-huh. like, you know like we've been in this forever like you can prepare for anything physical yeah right like, right with a few exceptions like <laughs> right I'm, I'm not gonna run like if you don't know me i'm a pretty big boy like i'm not gonna run a sub two hour boston marathon that's not <laughs> happening. like that's just not gonna happen yeah yeah but the mental side is so much deeper and like i have some of my own demons that like hmm. when you're out there for 47 hours like eventually you can't ignore them. Right. Right. And to me, that was very interesting. Cause like for me, physical uncomfortableness has been my way of life. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for that sure. That has been my way of life ever since I was born. It's literally uh-huh. like, like my mantra, which was passed on to me from my father and my mother is like, not the, not the work, work harder, work smarter, but like hard work, or shoot, what's the saying? It's uh, hard work beats talent when talent, when talent hard hard. doesn't work hard. Exactly. Yes. And yeah. So, yeah, like, yeah. I was I was always the bigger kid. I was a little bit slower. Uh huh. But I'd outwork anyone. Nice. Yeah. My right, entire right. life, and so like the physical discomfort is not an issue for me. Uh huh. I have, like if anything, I I love that. I crave it. Yeah. 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 It was funny because we were talking about the sauna right before we went on. <laughs> <laughs> and it, I was telling him like I make myself sauna at least once or twice a week because I hate heat more than anyone you've ever met. <laughs> like I cannot stand being hot. Like it's just it's suffocating to me, uh-huh. and miserable the whole time. But I do it just because it's like make yourself uncomfortable because it right? sucks. Yeah, yeah, because it sucks. <laughs> do things that suck. Um, but uh. the mental side for me is so much more scary, hmm. and it's been something that's been I've been pushing off for so long. Because, like, we all have our fears, and whether you'll admit them or not, like, they're there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like... Sorry, I'm not... <laughs> no, I'm, it's I'm intrigued morning, I'm a what's emotional <laughs> in, in the mornings. Uh, so I've gone through some very crippling depression, which is funny because it was during the peak of my per- physical performance. Hmm. So when I was in Canada, I was very isolated. uh uh-huh. Which, because I'm an American, like, there's always, like, the rivalry between Canadians and Americans. Right, right. And you live in these billet families who put you up for the team. But my billet family was always removed from the team. And I don't know Uh, if that was by design or if it just happened to work out that way. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, at the time, I was very introverted Uh because all I had was sports. And so I didn't know how to, like, be interpersonal. Right, right. And so I kind of got isolated in that sense. My second year up there, I had a trainer who, like, I think he designed for me to be isolated because he was trying to like, he was trying to play my mental mind and like to get me to like screw everyone else. I can do it myself, Uh which to me actually ended up pushing me out of juniors and pushing me away from that team is because like, I was all for the physical side of what he wanted to do with me. But when soon you start playing with my mental and trying to control me, I get very upset and I get very rebellious.
0: Okay. Right. Right.
1: But because I was isolated so much, I went into this depression of like, no one likes me. Like uh, I'm valuable only for my physical abilities. Okay. In my second year up there, I was a top line player. I was, I think my line mate was the leading scorer, and I was second behind him or or uh-huh. or something like that. So I was very highly respected for my abilities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't have friends up there. Hmm. At least my second year. my first team, I had friends. It was uh-huh. a lot more like. percent. But uh, the second team, I never met friends. I was just an athlete.
0: Okay. Right.
1: And so I went through that, and it was like the lowest of the lows kind of deal. Yeah. And I had to get out of there because it pushed me to the breaking point of like, I don't want to be here anymore. Like, I've loved hockey since the age of three. Uh It's all I know. It's all I do. Yet, I can't handle being here because of the mental side of like, you're screwing with my mind. And at the time, I didn't know he was messing with me. Uh huh. And I don't know if it was messing with me or trying to mold me, whatever you want to say. But at the time, it was so much that, like, this 18, 19-year-old kid, and you're trying to twist his mind to what you want it to be versus, like, helping him find himself.
0: Wow. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, like, since then, I've done a very, very... I've tried very, very hard to never go back there.
0: Uh-huh. Right.
1: At the expense of not confronting it. Hmm. And so, like... It's one of those things that I've pushed off for so long. And obviously during college, like I was play- still playing hockey, but yeah. I have a social side now. And uh-huh. I have friends. And it's like, it made me like what I thought, quote unquote, happy. And it was a blast. Like, me right. was right, right, I don't wrong. Right, right, right. The most fun four years my The most fun four years of my life. <laughs> the the of my life. Uh-huh. But then I went back to California to save money and to, because I moved back in with my mom. Yeah. Um, and be near my family and work. Um but again, I moved back to a place where I don't have a lot of friends, Okay. and I work five a.m. till eight at night kind of. Yeah, young. yeah. And it's just you're in the in the mill, and it's just again you're you're isolated, you're alone. I have my family around me, but like it's all internal. Like I don't know if you ever went through that. Of, like you don't want to admit things to your family because you don't want to burden them, or you don't want <laughs> to like, right, see. Right, right. Yeah. So I internalize, which I mean, my family can read me about it, but like, I don't want to <laughs> talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Um, and then I moved to Utah and like. This place has been, like, it's the reason why I didn't leave. It's kind of been my mecca of, like, I can be myself. I can be honest with myself. Uh-huh. And I can actually start to break down, like, those walls. Okay. And yeah. like, that's what's uncomfortable for me is going deep. Right, right. Which is funny because I had a conversation with about this with Adam Stevenson. Okay, yeah. Literally yeah. this week. Really? Yeah, because, so <laughs> like, like, Adam is, one, he's one of the most charismatic people i ever meet, as uh-huh. you probably know. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know Adam, yeah.
0: Yep, I don't. I don't know him real well, but but okay. we've I've we've played here and there. So Adam is one <laughs> so. of those
1: people who, no matter who he talks to, uh-huh. he somehow manages to get deep, Interesting. and it's amazing. Yeah, to me. yeah. It's yeah. Like, I was, and it was funny because I was watching him versus one of my other friends who is kind of confrontational. Okay. Not like they, he has a bad heart. Rate right, or like right, that. He's yeah. just naturally argumentative. Uh huh. And I'm looking at these two people. And I'm, like, I was eavesdropping on one of Adam's conversations, and, like, it just got so deep so fast. And I'm, like, uh-huh. how did you do that? <laughs> like, I didn't want to join the conversation because I was, like, if I join, it'll change the dynamic. I kind of yeah, want to, like, yeah, yeah. just observe, like, how this goes because I don't do that. Uh-huh. I want to do that, but I don't even, like, I, I can't d- figure out how to get there. I'm terrible at it as Right? Well. Like, it's yeah. hard. Like, you, you have a small
0: dog, you goof off, yep. but,
1: Like, you never go hard deep. Right, and like, I right. listen to him, and I'm, like, dude, I got to figure out how to do this because, mm. like, I don't know anyone who doesn't like Adam. Right, right, yeah. Because he creates these connections, and I was talking about it. He goes, "Yeah, I, I do all this research about these random things that like I'm not involved in, so I can make that connection." I'm like, wow. dude, that's amazing." Yeah, like, for am, sure. That's awesome. obviously it made a, enough of an impact on me that I'm. And yeah, it's recent, but like this whole week, I've been reflecting. I've been forcing myself drunk because I hate writing. I hate writing. Uh-huh. Like, doing something uncomfortable. <laughs> um, but I, it's. It's like my new interest of like, how do I get there?
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: And so, Adam, if you hear this, like, cheers to you, brother. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and so like for me, like I said, like I almost texted you last night. Like tomorrow's gonna get really interesting, really quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've obviously listened to all these podcasts, and you, I think you asked—is either Ginger Ninja or Castillo uh-huh. of like. Is it all your discomfort physical, or do you play with the mental side? Oh, okay. Yeah. I can't remember yeah. who it was, but it was interesting.
0: I, I think we we talked to Jeff, to the the Ninja Ninja, about that because because he and I both tend to tend to direct our our uncomfortableness or our discomfort toward the physical side because that's yeah. what we're familiar with. And,
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, but uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> there's yeah. so much more to it than that. Oh my and it's God. interesting. Like I think you look at young kids growing up and when, when we were young playing sports, it was all about the physical. Oh yeah. And then as, as we get older and wiser, maybe, I don't know if it's <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe not, No, but, but you, you start to realize how, how much the mental oh, affects yeah. everything you do, whether it's performance or relationships and, yeah. and yet somehow we neglect that our whole childhood.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you make a great point. Like, we all tend to fall towards the physical side yeah, because, yeah, yeah. and I'm not going to blame anyone, but, like, right, for me, right. the coaching side of it, because it's obviously, you're a strength conditioning coach, you're T-SAC certified, like, the coaching side of it growing up was very focused on, I'm going to make you as physically capable as possible. Right, right. Which, of course, I went through as well. Uh-huh. And I didn't realize until I started learning about mental, like, the only coach that I'd ever tried to play the mental side... Was the guy who drove me out of hockey? Hmm. Because he was very narcissistic. He's always right. You're gonna do things these ways, and he's he was a very very smart guy. So he manipulated wow. to where like this is how you get there. This is how you <laughs> get to the Right, right. And it took me a long time. It took me over a year before I finally realized that he's toxic.
0: Yeah, he's burned yeah, yeah.
1: every bridge he's ever had because he tries to control everyone. Huh. But it did bring to light in the physical aspect. If you're training athletes, and, like, for me, I'll tell you, like, my passion. I love working with, like, high school, middle school. Like, I love working with young athletes. Right, right. Because they're still figuring things out. And I was so lost as a Uh young kid mentally. Physically, yeah, I'd outwork anyone. It's fine. It's easy. Yeah, right, right. all day. Let's go. (laughs) But mentally, no one helped me with that. And I struggled for years. Uh I had depression in high school. I had depression in Canada. But, like, going forward, I don't know if you've read the New Zealand All Blacks. Culture book. I cannot I remember what it uh, is. It's, no. I'll look it up. I'll send it to you. I can't. I okay, can't remember yeah, what it is. Yeah. But it, it talks about the culture inside of New Zealand, all blacks. Mm. And like ever since that book, I've been trying to find a culture, create a culture around myself, of like one excellence, but two support. Yeah. Three yeah, yeah. like mental accident excellence. So I talk to my high school kids all day, and like I get all the drama. Like I don't know if you heard about Bingham's wrestling stuff. Like I, I hear it all. <laughs> but then I get these kids who come to me, and I've had multiple high schoolers like, walk in, recognize that something's wrong with them hmm. from afar, like, because I'll be working on someone, they show up a little early, but you can yeah, tell they're not. right, there. right. And I'll be like, hey, do me a favor, set them up in my room, I'll be in in a second. And I go in, and, like, they're trying to hide it, and it's yeah, blatant, you I do, what's going on? Right. And they're like, no, I'm, I'm good, I'm like, you're clearly not, hmm. like, and, like, I've I'm very lucky in where, like, our, like, our goofiness, yeah, it helps yeah, yeah. me make connections. For even, sure. Especially for high sure. school kids. like they <laughs> um, But, like, I can break through these walls, and finally they'll break down. I've had multiple of them crying. Wow. And finally, like, opening up to me. And then afterwards, they're good, they're happy, and they're back to themselves. And it's, like, for me, those are the moments that, like, it's why I got into this. It's why I yeah, did Because yeah, yeah. I want to make a difference in a kid's life.
0: That's awesome.
1: And, like, I'd love to make a difference in everyone's life. Uh-huh. Don't get me wrong. It would be awesome. Right, uh, right. But, right. like, for me, we talk about passions. Obviously, we knew Warrior Project, project's a passion of mine. Our military is a passion of mine. But, like, at that point, I can only help so much, partially yeah. because I wasn't in the military. Uh-huh. I had right. been through those experiences. And maybe this is a blind spot in my mind. But for me, I have a hard time listening to someone who hasn't experienced something similar.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, when Absolutely. I try my mom
1: made me – she made me, but she highly encouraged me <laughs> to seek help from a therapist like or a psychologist uh-huh. um, when I was going through this depression. Okay. And I yeah. went to a guy like once or twice, but I couldn't keep going because I was trying to talk to him. And like at first, I, I basically interview him. I'm like, what's your background? What do you do? Yeah. And he's like, well, I went to this school and this school. And I'm like, have you ever played sport in your life? Hmm. I was like, well, yeah, I played golf in high school and I play a little golf now. I'm like, nope. You don't understand this. Yeah, yeah. You don't get it, and so being able to relate like that is very, very powerful.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: And like I said, it might be a mental block of mine that I can't. I have a hard time like listening to people who haven't, who don't make themselves uncomfortable.
0: Uh, Right, right. The people who who,
1: like live a cush life and just like, like don't know. I grew up great family. I didn't, we didn't ever like suffer for food uh-huh. or anything like that. But like my parents instilled me early of like, there's a difference between want and need. Right, right. And like, you'll work for everything you want. We'll, yeah. get, we'll provide what you need, but you will work hard for everything that you want to achieve. Uh-huh. And I learned that very, very young.
0: And That's good. I think a lot of kids miss out on that. Right, <laughs> and I'm just as guilty as a parent as like oh, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not calling everybody else out because yeah. I'm terrible at it All as well. Of the
1: thing is, like, you want to provide for your kids. You want yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. for your kids. Yeah. I spoil my fiance every chance I get. Like, uh-huh. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but it's as we're I'm about to get married, and my fiance cannot have kids fast enough. I'm like going through these <laughs> things in my mind of like, how am I going to raise my kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, how can I make them be the best versions of us?
0: Right, right.
1: It's Like, yeah, we do the splicer of the gene thing. Like, I hope they get all of her patience <laughs> and all of her brains uh-huh. and my athleticism. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That would be like, we're golden, we're good. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, I love you, Renee, but she knows. Like, Oh,
0: that's funny. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's just interesting to me. Yeah. To yeah. yeah. But yes. I wanted to ask you, okay. All right. was it Jeff or was it David who asked you, like, why do you think do things that make you uncomfortable?
0: I think that was, I think that was Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I think a lot of it is just kind of to try and see what I'm capable of. And I, and I like the challenge of thing that the challenge, challenges that, that bring me closer to that breaking point. Mm -hmm. I physically, I haven't, I don't know that I've been to that breaking point either. Right. Right. I've been mentally challenged. Uh Um, but but I've never been that guy that collapsed,
1: <laughs> like right?
0: the, the Iron Man guy that yeah. just didn't have any more in. Oh, yeah. I can talk myself out of just about anything. <laughs> but, but to actually reach that point, I don't know that I've done that yet. Right? Um, and, and it intrigues me. Like, I, I try and bring myself towards that yeah. <laughs> to, to, to see what, what is that like. But at the same time, I, I've i never pushed myself hard enough to actually find out. Right. And so doing uncomfortable things for me is kind of grasping at that without the full commitment <laughs> of actually doing it's it's, it. It's like, terrifying. It you, is terrifying. What happens if I do reach Right, right. What happens next? Yeah, I don't know. And I've, I've thought a lot about that um, since, since that interview or, or since the podcast with Jeff because he asked me and I didn't know. I'm like... I don't know. It's just—it's kind of who I am and what I do. <laughs> and what I've always done. <laughs> I enjoy being uncomfortable. Yeah. As weird as that sounds. I'm masochist. A yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but and we talked about it too. It's it's always. Well, it's not always because it's always meant it's mentally challenging as well to do hard things. But but I'm definitely drawn to the physical and what am I capable of and what can I do and and Absolutely. and how far can I push myself. Can be physically Superman. yeah <laughs> but having a deep conversation something else like oh, i'll dude. stay away from that and go <laughs> and go I? carry this up the mountain yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're what your lake walks walks like holding some massive log on you oh yeah, like, yeah oh my god you're like, tv 10 miles oh my god i saw that i'm like that's like next level like, uh, to, like painful like <laughs> are awkward dude i'm like it know. was
0: it was super awkward <laughs> the the interesting thing though like because people People tell me I'm crazy all the time, which is part of what. When I saw what you were skating from Jackson to, got to Salt Lake, time, yes. I'm like, "That is awesome." <laughs> like, <laughs> see that? So you're one of the few people that said that. The rest uh-huh. are like, "Why? <laughs> right? What's wrong right. with you?" Yeah, but but where I was going with that wouldn't like people see some of the stuff that I do and and what you do and and they think you guys are nuts. Like, why would you possibly do that? And I think. Honestly, I think, I mean, we both spent a lot of time in strength and conditioning and sports and and we're probably more athletic and physical than a lot of other people that we hang out with because it's our world, right? Yeah. But I also think that people sell themselves short and they look at some of the things that we do like, oh, I could never do that. But I, I don't think the things that we're doing are too far out there. Yeah, I th- I think more people are capable of it than they think they are, and it it comes back to the mental. I mean, you can train for anything, like we were yeah. like we were saying, but but to convince yourself that something's possible, like most people think the stuff I do is crazy, just because because they wouldn't wouldn't try it. They're, yeah. they're probably capable of carrying a TV 10 miles. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> eventually. Eventually. Not, don't eventually, walk out the door please. Right, right. people. Don't walk out the door TV like that's bold. <laughs> Start small. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I like the, I like the challenge. I, I thrive on that. Um, I guess it, it makes me, makes me feel more alive. Mm hmm. When I think so, so often we take our bodies, our own physical bodies, for granted and don't think about them a whole lot. But when you're doing something extremely challenging, mm-hmm. it forces you to think to think about what your body's capable of and what it's going through,
1: or why and, you're it, doing and
0: why <laughs> you're doing it. Yeah, and the, and the mental side too. Like the the mental challenge, trying to push past that is so rewarding and it, and it, it is incredible. Like you were talking about about uh in Preston and that you didn't push past it but accepted it like getting to that point where you don't think you can go anymore what everything's going wrong and then pushing through that and being just accepting it and being like I'm gonna do this regardless I don't know how long it's gonna take I don't know how I'm gonna feel afterwards but I know that I can push through this and I that's That feeling, when you reach that point and accept it and just keep going, it fuels me.
1: (laughs) So cool. cool. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, it was... I have another question for you, but I want to go back real quick. Okay. Because you were saying that people don't think... They sell themselves short. They don't Uh think even the possibility of doing that. Right, right. And for me, it's very personal because... It goes to the nature versus nurture, which is always a debate I can't stand having. Because one, there's no way to prove it, which irritates me. But two, <laughs> if you think it's one or the other, I think you're like blind to their side. Hmm. It's kind of like yin versus yang; like you have that both. Right, right. Like, yeah. God, we'll go back to Goggins. The guy uh-huh. had like the roughest upbringing you could ever imagine. Yeah. Pushed himself sure. through it to be an animal. And then you have these cush kids who fall and soft or whatever. Uh-huh. But for me, it, it goes back to for, at least again in my personal experience. There's a reason that, like, I have the drive and the mentality that I can push through anything or I can do anything physically. Because, yeah. like, my parents, my whole life, as long as I can ever mm-hmm. remember, like, you can do anything you want if you put your mind to it. You just uh-huh. got to put in the work. But I don't, again, if you're grown up and everyone's telling you that you suck, you can't do it, you're worthless, you'll never accomplish that, you can either accept that. Or you can flip the middle finger and be like, no, I'm going to do it anyways. Uh Like, everyone told me I wouldn't play college hockey because I grew up in California. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, because my parents instilled that, like, no, I'm going to make it happen.
0: Right, right.
1: And so, like, that's... And I'm not saying it has to be parents, but, like, having... Surrounding yourself with the people who you talk about support, but, like, not only support, but push you.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. And, like,
1: that's one of the things I've always respected about you is, like, everyone who comes in here, A, loves being here. But, two... I've never seen anyone in here, and don't get me wrong. I've only been here once, but everyone who knows you and I, like I see uh-huh. her talk about you, is like, we push it. We push ourselves every day because hmm. we want to be better. Yeah, yeah. And we're gonna get better. It's not like a, I hope I get better. It's like we will be better.
0: Right, right, and right. Like
1: that is one of those things that I talking about culture. Like I feel you've done an amazing job here of like building that culture of like we're gonna push it. Because we want to be better humans. We want to be better people or better uh-huh. physically. And like that, I appreciate so much. Well, it's thank like, you. No, nah, it's just, it's one of those things that's inspiring. Mm. Uh, but my other question for you. Okay. Yeah, I, I know it. But my other question for you, as soon as we run out of time, please, cut Oh, back, no, right? this is great. Uh-huh. I have all day. No, uh-huh. <laughs> well, till oh, another something. hour or no. okay, <laughs> no. I got to <laughs> like nine, so we're good. Um, but I was going to ask you, how much does fear play a role in your choices of discomfort.
0: Hmm. This is going to get deep, isn't it? I told it? you. Like, I'm trying to get I want to
1: Dang it. Stuff. No. <laughs> and that's all the time we have. Thank yeah. <laughs>
0: well, we'll see you next time. <laughs> uh, it plays more of a role than I'd like to admit, I'm sure. So even though even though I frequently challenge myself to do hard things, it's always something I know I can do. Um I've never gone into something thinking, I don't know if I can pull this off. Like every time I've done something challenging, I and maybe maybe it's optimism, I don't know. But 'cause I cause I am fairly optimistic. But <laughs> but I always go into challenging things with the belief that I'm going to do this. I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't know how hard it's going to be, but I'm going to do it. Um, and I tend to shy away from things that I don't feel that confident about. If that, if that makes any sense. I'm, I'm trying to think of a good example. Like even though I challenge myself physically, I would, and this this probably means that I should, but... I should sign up for something like a triathlon where I have to swim for 2 miles cuz that's way outside of my Swimming comfort is not zone. You. Okay. Swimming is not me. Okay. And so I'll do anything that I'll carry something, I'll pull trucks, I'll do anything challenging you that that kind of <laughs> that kind of fits in my wheelhouse of of comfort. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> Man, this could go so this is a I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, I've reached the point where being uncomfortable is comfortable to me, mm-hmm. as long as it's this stuff over here. Absolutely. But something I'm, and and that's not to say I won't try new things because I love I love new experiences and I love trying different things. But as far as really challenging myself, it's something where I tend to challenge myself with things that that I'm comfortable doing.
1: Yeah. And like that's not to take away from anything you've done because you do ridiculously hard things. Like I love how you say like in my wheelhouse of comfortable, it's going <laughs> a truck ten miles. Like nice. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, super easy. Got that one covered. I was like, what? Uh, but yeah, it's.
0: But yeah, and and I'm sure there's a lot of other things. But like swimming is something that I won't challenge myself to do because of fear, and I can swim. I've never swam very far. <laughs> there was one time we were at a so my wife and I were were at some hotel and they had a swimming pool and and uh the guardian was on oh great was on yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 and uh and there's that part where they're they're treading water and if they sink or or grab yeah. a hold of somebody they're out right uh-huh. and so we get this this dumb idea that we're like let's go down to the pool and see how long we can tread water.
1: <laughs> but even you have no reverence. And treading water sucks. Oh,
0: it's terrible. <laughs> so I think I made it like 10 minutes. Nice. And I'm like, I'm done. And my wife continued on. She she treaded water for like after an hour. She's like, okay, let's do something else. I'm bored. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like she's totally awesome. comfortable sitting there treading water. And I am I would have drowned, right? <laughs> After 10 or 15 minutes, but, um, yeah, so I, uh, and so, and and I've known this about myself (laughs) and it sucks that you brought it up. (laughs) No, 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 you're good. You're good. (laughs) No, I appreciate, I appreciate it as well. Um, but I do need to challenge myself different ways and address that fear a little more, um, and again, swimming's the only example I can think of right off. But I'm sure there's a lot of a lot of different things that would yeah. challenge me to a completely different level. Absolutely. But I avoid them.
1: <laughs> well, and I'm not...
0: Even deep conversations, honestly, well, like it,
1: okay, so I it's... avoid
0: deep conversations because I'm not comfortable with it.
1: Yeah, and it's scary. Uh-huh. And like that's one of those things. Like because I'm not going to like <clears throat> like don't mistake the fact that you avoid certain things just, like, you just actively, like, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm afraid of uh, that. It's, like, I think that we have these blind spots that we don't know we're afraid of things. Right, right. Until someone yeah. draws it out of us or until, like, there's something that kind of, mm. like, brings attention to it. Like, oh, shoot, like, that terrifies me. Uh-huh. And so, like, I'm never going to be the cynic who's, like, oh, you're just afraid. You don't want to admit it. It's, like, a lot of people just have no idea why right, they're afraid right. yeah. until, like, they go deeper. Huh. And, like, again, for me, it's been a very long road of mental that, like, I've fought against and I've ignored for a very long time yeah, until yeah, you can't. Right. Like, don't get me wrong, you never have to swim laps. You don't, <laughs> you don't have to go swim in pool. Right, right. No, but I know. <laughs> it's, uh, it's one of those things that I'm I'm always curious because, like, inside, and I don't talk about it very often because there's always this stigma of being, like, the big, strong guy or whatever. Uh-huh. Like, right, uh, But I've avoided it for very long because it terrifies me hmm. of, like, what's going to happen once I start breaking down walls. Uh-huh. Like, thankfully now, like, obviously I always had a family that's supportive, but, like, I'm very, I'm trying to be very open with my fiance. Yeah. About yeah. these things. And, I think mean, it's funny because I'll go off like this. Uh-huh. And she'll kind of get, like, she'll just let me go. <laughs> just kind of wait, watching me. Uh-huh. And it's, yeah, you know, it's, that's real. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I hope I'm not scared her, <laughs> but... I mean, she's been committed, so that's always the yes, case. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Must not be scaring her too much. I hope not. shoot. Yeah, uh, it's always yeah. a constant fear. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so you're getting married in June, you said, right? Yeah. So, so Dusty for our listeners, Dusty's getting married in June. Yeah. That's going to be a big life change.
1: <laughs> and that's the funny thing is, like, or is it not? It's really not. Uh-huh. So, like, we've we've been together for three years. Okay. Yeah. We've lived together for over two, so, like, we, uh-huh. like, I've never had a relationship last more than a year. Okay, all right. Like, and I mean seven days shy of a year, so, like, I know <laughs> that I've never had a relationship last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, with her, it was always very, like, from, like, the third month uh-huh. or the second month or something like that, <laughs> from the second month, I, like, there was something different. Yeah. And I know what it was, but I'm, like, this girl, like, gets it, and she, mm-hmm. like, she gets me, but she accepts me. Because I I would always break things off with a girl who's trying to change me. Right, right. Because, like, I mean, yeah. we can go to where men, we don't change kind of the old book, but <laughs> Yeah. The <laughs> truth is, like, change is hard, but at the same time, I don't want I don't want you to shape me. Yeah, in for your sure. your For sure. Like, I want to be myself and grow Absolutely. in the way that I want to. Uh-huh. So it's over, always overbearing for me when people are like, you need to change this. Right. And I've pushed back really hard. Uh-huh. But with her, she was very accepting of who I am with all my faults, which, and which there are many. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, but it was fun. she'll tell you it's like I took her out to California after dating for like two months. Uh-huh. But I, apparently, I didn't realize this at the time, just because like the final I guess like test quote unquote test <laughs> is like if my family doesn't like you, like we're gonna have issues. Oh,
0: okay, right, right.
1: So I took her out there, and like from her standpoint. She doesn't know if we're dating. Like, we didn't even put a label on it.
0: Oh, okay. We didn't have a, a talk yeah. yet.
1: And so I took her <laughs> to meet my family, and she's out there. I'm introducing everyone. Uh huh. And, like, for me, me introducing you to my family, like, that's a big thing. Yeah. Like, that's, and it's not like the pressure. It's just like, now I think you're going to stick around. Hmm. I don't bring girls around that I'm not sure. Right, right. Well, I'm not sure I'm going to introduce you to my family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I think you, like, you're probably okay. going to stick around, I'll introduce you to my family. And for her, it was faster than anyone. Uh huh. And, um, we got back and she's like, so what what are we? Like, your whole family. (laughs) And it didn't really click with me because it's like, I don't know, that's just how I do things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. But, um, shoot, I forgot where I started with that. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I mean, she's, I mean, she's everything to me, obviously. Yeah. Then we do this ridiculous challenge of skating from Jackson Uh from the start because I I don't know if you've seen The Miracle. Yes. The Miracle, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. The Disney. Uh-huh. Where, like, the wife gets upset with Herb's, Herb Brooks because he doesn't ask for her permission. Right. Like, obviously, being a hockey guy and uber patriotic, like, I've seen that movie a million times. Like, I could quote probably the whole movie. Uh-huh. But, like, that stuck in my mind of, like, mm. just because it's an altruistic thing to do and it's for a great cause, you still have to make sure that, like, the people around you, like, you're not. Like, they're with you on that.
0: Yeah, yeah, like yeah. if they're
1: not, either A, you're going to have friction to where it's going to be yep. so much harder.
0: For sure. But
1: the harder part is it'll drive a wedge. Yes. And so for yep. me, I came up with this idea, which I, I didn't really touch on why uh, it originally started. And the original reason was just because it was during, like, all the politics and all the cancel culture and all yeah. this stuff. And, like, I'm someone who, I don't watch news. I refuse to. Yeah, I don't I, it's, it's too I much don't fear-mongering for <laughs> me. Like, it bothers uh-huh. me. Um, but in the clinic, that's all everyone talks about It's Trump or Biden and and like, it just eats away at me. Like, cause like you, I'm an optimist. Yeah. 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 You get all this negativity around you. It's just Hmm. eating me up and I'm just getting more and more frustrated. I can't talk to people about it cause like, it's going to start an argument and like, I don't Uh really like to argue with people. Um, and I was so fed up that I was I took my dog for a skate around the park, because I Uh I hate to run, so I was like, (laughs) my dog would get more energy, (laughs) I skated faster. Yeah, absolutely. I was skating (laughs) around the park, and I literally was coming around Liberty, and I'm like, dude, i got to do something, Uh because the biggest thing for me is, you can complain about something all you want, but that doesn't help.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Or, you can be an agent of change, and Hmm. try and change it for the positive. So, like, the real behind why I did all this is, like, I want to bring some positivity back to the world, some good vibes, some, like, try and help those who are in me. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: And Renee never likes it when I, my fiance named Renee, uh, she never likes it when I bring that up because it seems like I'm just pissed off the world. So. <laughs> She's like, yeah, the real reason you're angry. All right, oh. But the whole goal was to try and bring some optimism and bring some light yeah. back into like the darkness that was kind of like creeping in on me of just the culture that had evolved and all right. this black lives matter. And like, I'm not going to touch on the their, yeah, yeah, their yeah, comments, yeah. but just like there's, there's so much negativity going uh-huh. on. There was the kid who shot someone across state lines. There's the big, Oh, right, I right. I can't remember his name. Kyle,
0: Kyle Rittenhouse. I believe. Yes. Rittenhouse. and uh-huh.
1: like, there's all this negativity and like killing. Yeah. He deserves a death penalty. It's like, dude, you're literally like, calling to kill people right and there's like and the kid's 17
0: uh-huh. or 18
1: or whatever he is it's like Dude, this is a kid yeah 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 and like i'm not gonna go into whether he's right or wrong because it's not my place uh-huh. but like the worst part is like so we watched the the questioning of okay of the it's like a two-hour video on youtube which we got like maybe an hour into
0: huh.
1: and we're watching it and like I have my opinion as I'm listening to the responses and I'm listening yeah. to the lawyers and I'm listening to all this of like how it's coming off to me. My fiance is agreeing with me. And so we're like, how, how, is, this, how is this happening like this? Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm not going to touch on either side. But right, right. How is this happening? Like how is this even like a thing? And then she pops on social media to see what the, is going on, on social yeah. media, like hashtag Rittenhouse or hashtag Kyle or something like that. And it's so much negativity of, like, this kid's a murderer, uh-huh. he's a horrible human, and all this stuff. And within, like, two minutes of being on there, she flips sides. Oh, no. <laughs> and, right. I, and, like, for me, it was so obvious. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. But because yeah. of the social media, like, you're not aware of how much it affects you. It influences you so much, huh? Right. And so, like, her entire perspective, hmm. like, shifts instantly. And I turn around, like, did you see what just happened there?
0: Uh-huh.
1: Like, are you aware of what just went down? And she goes, what do you mean? Like, this is this. And I'm like, no, I'm talking about, like, the fact that you were on one side of this.
0: Uh-huh. You were
1: on Instagram for two minutes, and your whole perspective got changed. Wow. And for me, it was such an obvious, like, example of the fact that social media can be so damaging.
0: Right, right.
1: And not saying that, like, they were wrong, like, that he's terrible or he's good. Like, I'm not going to, like I said, I Yeah. yeah opinions. Yeah. But... It's scary to think how the news or social media can shift the mindset of people.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And so, like, all of that had just been, like, piling up on me of, like, (laughs) we need to change this. Like, we need to bring this back to, like, a community feeling and a culture of, like, we're here for each other. Right. Because, like, I've touched on plenty of times today. I'm very patriotic. (laughs) I'll defend my country to the death. I was in Canada, and anytime they want to like, talk smack on my country, like, I'd come right at them. I'm fine with it. Hey, Yank, you're the Yank. Yeah, you want to go? The country's soft. Yep, we're going now. go. <laughs> no, I'm okay with that. Uh-huh. Um, and so it bothers me when people are like, I hate this country.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And I'm like, first off, if you really hate this country, leave. Uh-huh. Almost every other country in the world is so much easier to move into. <laughs> like, They'll right. take anyone. We're the ones who are restricted uh-huh. because it's an amazing place to live. Hmm. But I understand the frustration. Yeah, but, right, like, right. So I just make a, a compartmentalize of like, I love um, this country more than anything.
0: Uh huh.
1: That doesn't mean I agree with the politics of the government.
0: Right, right. On any
1: house or whatever. Uh-huh. So like I can make that split, but people associate yeah, for sure. that with that. And that always bothered me because like, if it's really that bad, like, Go go down the to one of the southern South America or Africa where these people are literally illegally running yeah. across the border to get here. Yeah, yeah. And see what living like there is like. And if that's for you, awesome.
0: I, yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's so hard for me to to listen to people talk about how bad the United States is. Um, I've tra- I've traveled all over the world to a so. lot of lot of third world countries, and I'm just so. like, we have it so
1: good here. Well and that's are inundated here of like. Oh no! Like I should, I, this should be happening. This should be happening, like because we have freedom of speech. Uh-huh, right, right, which is the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem is now, in my opinion, the problem is now that like freedom of speech has gotten tainted of the fact that with this cancel culture of like, if you don't agree with me, yeah, your opinion's invalid. You're a horrible human, right? Because right. we don't agree. Yep, and yeah. For me, that's so horrible. Just because like that's the whole point of democracy is like we should have different opinions. For sure. So that way we can come together, collaborate, and come up with a better solution. Yeah, yeah. But, like, with this whole cancel culture thing, like, it terrifies me because, like, someone says one wrong thing. Well, the worst is, like, from eight years ago. Yeah, and they're yeah, ruining yeah. their lives now, and you're like, yep. "What just happened?" Like, <laughs> if you go back to my childhood, I'm sure I said some really messed up stuff. Stuck. Oh, guaranteed. <laughs> I was guaranteed. Like, growing up in Southern California, like uh-huh. there's, his, there's a Hispanic culture, and like yeah. when you get hit in the back of the head, like you say something racist, like that just comes <laughs> out. And I'm not saying it's good or it's justified right, right. in any means. Yeah, yeah. But what comes out when you get hit in the back of the head, like things come out.
0: For sure. And of for course, sure. you don't mean it. Uh-huh. It's just something
1: to piss off the other guy. But like. <laughs> If you go back long enough, everyone has a history.
0: Oh, everybody, yeah. And I can't yeah, remember. Yeah. It might
1: have been the Tim Ferriss show I was listening to, but he's like, if you go, if any of like the world leaders that are the most influential of all time or the most well-respected, uh-huh. if they were to try to run for office now, they'd never be elected. Hmm. Like Churchill was an alcoholic, smoking cigars all the time. Yeah, he had all these other issues, but like what he did overall was amazing. Right, right. And so that's the part that like. I don't know how we got to the culture side of this, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, to me we've lost of like instead of trying to pick everyone apart for their flaws. Right, right. Why don't we celebrate the fact, one, their their attributes, but two, how we can disagree but we can still love each other for it.
0: Yeah, definitely. I I love that That brings me back to you talking about about your fiance. Like she knows your faults.
1: Oh, yeah. And she <laughs>
0: accepts them and she loves you anyway. Oh, like, yeah. that's how it should be. I agree. We all have faults, right? Oh. I have faults. You have faults. She has faults. Uh-huh. I assume. Maybe not. I don't know. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love my no. idea, but we all yeah, have Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I won't make you talk about it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, all of us have screwed up. Every single person is oh, screwed yeah. up. Everybody has faults. And to suddenly point to something and say, oh, you're a terrible person because of this. I'm like well, what about you? Wait till they start picking in your life, yeah. right? <laughs> you, like, you think out. you're going to come back, come back better on the scorecard? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's just, I mean, it's it's, it it is frightening that how differences of opinion aren't tolerated anymore, and how everything's so polarized. Like yeah. we should absolutely be able to to disagree on any number of things and still get along great, still have a great relationship, still be able to talk through things and, well, why do you feel this way? And, and, and have actual conversation and, and be exposed to different perspectives rather than saying, no, this is the way it is. And, and if you don't agree with me, you're a terrible person that I don't want anything to do
1: with. (laughs) Absolutely. I totally agree. I'm like, that's, I don't know if it was a part of grad school or when I when some professor said this to me or a teacher or whatever they were of like, your worldview doesn't grow by looking through one set of eyeglasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your world, your, you grow by learning how everyone else is right, the world. Right, right. And it makes you A, more tolerant, but B, more intelligent. Like you learn uh-huh. things because you're able to see them differently. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And it's literally like problem solving of like, okay, if I teach you one way to do things. You're gonna get to a point where like, you have one problem and it's not gonna work for that. Right, right. So you have to find another way around the solution. Hmm. Or to get to the solution, think your way around it. But if you only look at it from your perspective, yeah, like, yeah, you're yeah. stuck, good luck. Uh-huh. And so like, that to me is just, I feel like it's something we have to try actively bring back.
0: Yeah, for sure. You know, like I
1: wanna hear your opinion. Whether right, I agree with right, you or right. not, I wanna know because I wanna understand why you have this opinion. Yeah, yeah. And, be, yeah. and if we don't agree, that's fine. Uh-huh. But maybe just enough. It changes the way I think. To the next time, someone has this opinion, I can see where they're coming from.
0: Right, right.
1: And so I can come not argue, but I can respond in a way that helps them understand the other side as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So that way, we all get For better, sure. and we all grow. I heard,
0: I he- I've heard, I've heard this story before, but something just just yesterday I was listening to, and I can't even remember where I heard it. Um, anyway, it, w- it was talking about. Uh, talking about a group of blind guys that came across an elephant.
1: <laughs> and, and, <laughs> have you have you heard the, the yes. group of?
0: <laughs> oh. And and wh- whatever I was listening to yesterday is like why they're there with this elephant. Who knows? Like, <laughs> 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 but, but group of group of blind guys and an elephant, and one is touching its tusk, and one is touching its tail, and one is touching its leg, and one's patting it on the side, and they all have this completely different view of what an elephant is. Yeah. And it's because they're too close to it and they're not not opening their eyes it just sounds terrible to, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that <laughs> was awesome. They're they're not opening their minds to yeah. to that this is just a small a small piece of this. This isn't yeah. this isn't the big picture. Um <laughs> and I and I think so many so many of us, and again I'm I'm guilty as well, we'll look at different Cultural issues, or or whatever, and and we see only a small part of it, and we identify like we look at that and say, "Okay, this is what it is," rather than than opening our minds to other perspectives and yeah. and and seeing gathering other people's perspective and and making a more informed decision yeah. on that, yeah. rather than than just tunnel visioning on what we already think. So
1: well. To me, that's, this is the perfect come around to the whole point of this, of like, it it is arguably, maybe in my opinion, maybe I'm wrong, but in my opinion, it is arguably the hardest thing I'll in the world. I'll tell you if you're wrong or right. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <on your screen. laughs> Please no. Um, no, it is the single most difficult thing in the world, A, to admit you're wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And B, on the second side of that, admit that someone else is right. Uh huh. So, talking about being uncomfortable, of like, yeah. you have this yeah, built yeah. up mindset of like, everything you do is based on these fundamental principles. Right. Elon Musk, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> yeah, I pull from everyone. I can't help it Absolutely. No, it's good. Various, That's right? what we're talking about. <laughs> um, but, no matter what you do, like, the initial response to someone is to push back because you have these beliefs. Hmm. Whether you're right or wrong, uh-huh. it's just some people do it better or worse than others where like I'm screaming at you versus I'm or just questioning your beliefs or your thought process right, right. or whatever it is. It is so difficult to like, you know what? You're absolutely right. And I hate that you're right. <laughs> 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 like, it's so yes. hard to slip that. Yes. switch. Yeah. And I think the first time I ever like had the truest observation of that is I did an internship where you talked about like, I do things a little differently because okay. I, men- I had a mentor who in Indianapolis, I was out there for two months and the first two weeks, I was completely lost in arguing with this guy. Okay. Because he he basically challenged everything I'd ever learned mm. about the human body, about physiology, about kinesiology, all of it. Uh-huh. And it was a very Socratic method, which is very irritating <laughs> in its own sense. Of like, I ask you a question, you answer it with another question. I'm like, yeah. I don't know that's the problem. I'm trying to figure this out. But it forces you to think.
0: Yeah, yeah. And after yeah. about
1: two weeks, I'm finally like, I hate that you're right, but I mm. can't. I can't disprove this. Like you're, like uh-huh. you're, you're totally onto something that I've never understood or, under, or like even conceptualized.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Because like he pulls things from all around nature and the laws mm. of physics, and I'm like, there's no more arguing with this. Like uh-huh. you are 100 on to like the right path.
0: Right, right. But I still
1: hate that you were right. <laughs> everything I thought for I knew you, for sure. Totally question everything now. Like, <laughs> how did this just happen? And by the end, I'm, I was, like, in the like, drinking from the Kool-Aid. I'm like, uh, like, how do we do this better? Yeah, <laughs> right, right. But oh, it's that's awesome. the most uncomfortable I think I've ever been is, like, mm. when people are, like, saying things that I disagree with, and the initial thought is, like, no, no, I'm going to argue with you now. Like, yeah. They're going to have to prove
0: this to me. And then they do. <laughs> well, and very few people do, because it, right, right. it just gets emotional, and then you just, yeah, like, get pissed yeah. off.
1: And, like, I... For me, when it gets emotional, I just walk away. Yeah. It's, yeah. The, it's the least helpful situation where, like, you start getting <laughs> in, I'm like, okay, thanks, and walk out the door, and I'm like, I'm not having this conversation anymore. Yeah. Yep. But it doesn't help change anything, right? Right, right. Versus, like, very few people can actually, like, can, like keep working to the point where, like, you right. understand. So it's very, like, to me, the ultimate discomfort is trying <laughs> to, like I said, see something from somewhere else uh-huh. because you have all these, like, confirmation biases, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, yeah, I I didn't think we would get to that point today. I didn't no, see that I, coming, I, but I was like, hey, <laughs> nice. like, okay. Ping, there's Yeah, a for bulb. sure.
0: going to go uh, home and argue with my wife. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> just trying to be more uncomfortable. <laughs>
1: yeah, in every sense, man. Uh, so easy to make yourself uncomfortable. Oh, sorry. It's very simple to make yourself uncomfortable. Simple, right, it's right. It's not easy. Yeah, <laughs> right,
0: right. Absolutely. Do, so what's next for you? Any other big plans, big so, challenges, or
1: after the skate, everyone's like, "You doing this next year?" Like, <laughs> nice. But even that wasn't for myself, right? Like, right. I wouldn't be like, if I was completely single, or if I was single, mm-hmm. I probably would have done something like that again this year, okay. whether it was a skate or not. Like, I would have done yeah, something like yeah, to yeah. that magnitude again because, like, I have plenty of free time. I'm right, single. right. But the six months of training that led up to it hmm. not only took. All of my time. Talk about uh, comfortable, Like I was trying to like I w- find new ways of being uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I knew I'd be skating nonstop, uh-huh. so I would train overnight. My fiance had a good bed. I she like, <laughs> my, my, Renee is a big cuddler. Okay. And so like she like, can you just lay down with me for like thirty minutes? Which is the hardest thing at ten thirty at night when you want to like. Oh rain. yeah yeah. And so I'm like, of course, babe. Like of course I will. <laughs> I'm like, I set my alarm. Thirty minutes later, All right, love you. Give me a kiss. Uh-huh. Roll out to my bike. Or I was doing midnight wow. skates uh-huh. in February. Right. Yeah. 20 degrees out there for 80 <laughs> miles. Not cool. Um, oh, man. It sucks. <laughs> the overnight ones, I did a couple overnight skates, but then it started yeah. to get like gnarly just because like if someone comes up on you or like right, it's more right. dangerous at some point. But I i bought a bike just so I could train okay. at home uh-huh. as quick as possible so I didn't have to make it to the gym, come back, and also I also could watch like documentaries while I rode because when you're on a bike for four hours... It's boring. And I can't I, imagine being on a bike horrible. for four hours. <laughs> yeah, you watch movies and documentaries, terrible. but like, <laughs> so I'm trying to find all these new ways to be uncomfortable, so that way when yeah. it gets to the worst, yeah, like, yeah. I've been in worse kind of deal. Yeah, for sure. But I will say the like most painful thing I did the whole time, the exception to the skate is like, so I train, I rode my bike for 120, 150 miles overnight. Okay. No oh, sleep man. for like 48 hours. I go to work the next morning and I'm struggling. The eyes, yeah, dry, I bet, dried I bet. out. Oh man, I'm hurting. And like I suffered my way through work. Thankfully, it was just a half day.
0: Uh-huh. But the
1: only reason it's a half day is because I had I got ta- I got a tattoo, but the second appointment for the tattoo is in the afternoon. I don't know if you know this, sleep deprivation increases pain intensity.
0: Yeah, right, right. Yep.
1: So i never done the sleep deprivation on purpose. Oh, no. Totally forgot about this. Uh-huh. Like, there's that show on Netflix called Awake or something like that. Oh, I did see it. Oh, it's, it's interesting. Like, they keep uh-huh. them up all night and they have a count Anyways, <laughs> there's a little t- tidbit on the bottom that says it amplifies pain by a certain percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd forgotten that. Going to this tattoo, and the first time you did it, I was like, dude, this is fine. Like four uh-huh. hours in, I'm like, "Now we're good. It's uncomfortable, but we're good. Because we're used to uncomfortable, right? Right, it doesn't right. Make, it doesn't bother me. 48 hours without sleep, he goes in, and I am just... Oh, teach no. teeth, just like, come on, man, how long is this going to go for? <laughs> and at the point where you're like, am I going to tap out? Like, am I going to out? Yeah, 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 yeah. And thank God he finally ends, and I'm like, oh, my God. Thank <laughs> God, dude. That was horrible. He goes, why was today so much worse? I'm like, uh-huh. I didn't sleep last night. He goes, like, you slept poorly? I'm like, no, I, I trained instead of slept. He uh-huh. goes... Yeah, don't ever do that again. A <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Um, oh, that's yeah. Funny. It's just finding new ways to be uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you really, really want to be uncomfortable, go ahead and go sleep deprived. <laughs> try and go to work, and then and get then stabbed get by a, a small needle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome.
1: Oh, that's too funny. But yeah. yeah. For, oh, I'm sorry. I, I guess I didn't really answer your question, but for what's coming up. I've been very focused on the mental side of things and trying to improve my cognitive game. Okay. So I'm forcing myself to meditate, which is so hard, Hmm. It, which makes no sense because Headspace, it's like 10 minutes. How uh-huh. do not have 10 minutes to meditate, but yeah. you can always justify doing something else. Oh, for sure. For um. Sure. <laughs> I'm doing that, and then I actually have a big project that I'm, I was hoping I would get out before the wedding, so it could be live, but... It's not looking good because it's a lot more involved than I Uh expected. I'm trying to, I don't know if this is the case in Ogden, but I've noticed a very severe, and if I offend you on this, sorry, I'm not sorry. (laughs) Um, I've noticed a very big drop-off of ability or of personnel in Utah, at least down by South Jordan, Uh the Cameron area where I work, of, not legitimate, but skilled coaches for mm. youth development. Yeah. 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 So like all all my kids that come into me, I shouldn't say all, but most of the kids that come into me have very poor conditioning or strength mechanics. Uh-huh. Right, right. And so I always ask the question, I'm like, so like you play soccer. Like do you do anything outside of soccer? Like do you do any other training or any like do you train with anyone? Does anyone like show you how to do like make you stronger? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah, we have a weightlifting class at high uh-huh. school. And like I'm like, that's awesome. It's fantastic. Like what are they writing up a, a work on the board? Like are they walking around, like helping you like learn how to do it well? And they're like, no, they kinda just write it on the board. Oh Maybe shoot. they'll like run through the exercises, they'll yeah. like, show us how to do yeah. it, and then they'll go sit in their office. Hmm. Which burns inside oh, of me. Like, for nothing sure, for pisses sure. me off more because this is like the most arguably fragile and plastic right, right. plasticity. Um I'm saying that wrong, but neuroplasticity is where I'm trying to go with it, but <laughs> moldable. I, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. the most moldable <laughs> um, population you could have yeah, that could yeah, also yeah. cause the most damage hmm. with the exception of maybe the elderly. But movement patterns are the most malleable in youth. Right, right. So if you can train these kids from like from six, seven, eight through high uh-huh. school with great movement patterns, at least for injury prevention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they're going to be that much better the rest of their life. Absolutely. And every single one of these hmm. kids comes in, and I'm like, who, is anyone teaching you to do this? Uh-huh. And they're like, well, sort of, and then we YouTube, and I'm like, YouTube's the best and the worst. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> like, you hope they're falling so good, otherwise right, you're just right. wrecking yourself. Oh. And so it's like, I've gotten, I've, it's, I've been noticing it long enough, and that it's eaten away at me for long enough that I've had it, that... I'm gonna come out with something for our youth athletic population, whether it's athletic or just coordination. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I like for me, it hurts me that like no one is filling this void for these kids because right, I treat right. them all once they blow their ACL,
0: hmm.
1: once they blow out a shoulder, and it's because like who is like either a like obviously if they don't have access to it. Like I understand like there's right, things out right. there, but. The kids, the worst, the absolute worst to me, are the kids that go to a trainer. Like, uh-huh, I'm not gonna name names. I could. I'm not gonna. <laughs> not that petty. <laughs> but they go to these guys, and either a, there's so many people in the room that they can't keep track of yeah, the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I get is hard. But stop overbooking yourself. Uh-huh. Take care of the kids. Like, kid, quality over over cash. Like right, right. Saying. Not quality over quantity. Yep. Quality over yeah,
0: cash.
1: Yeah. Um. So that or the the coach or the trainer or everyone to qualify themselves that they don't care enough to fix it or okay. they don't know. And in, in my sake, I hope it's just that they're... That they don't know. Yeah, that they're, ing- mm-hmm. they're blissfully ignorant. Right, that right. like They're doing the best they can and they're trying to get better and trying to learn more. Because like you... You were talking about when you first started, like, you feel bad for your first yeah. grind, trash. Like I look back at my first lines. So I'm like, dude, I was garbage. Uh-huh. I was so bad. Yeah. But at no point do I ever want to get to that point where, like, I look back and I'm like, yeah, I was good then. Right. I'm killing right. it still. Like, this is uh-huh. the same game. I'm like, no, that means you're getting worse, dude. Better. <laughs> and better. So, yeah, yeah. It's definitely. one of those things. So, like, blissfully, ignorant, like, I can understand. Like, you're trying to learn. Right. The ones that just ignore it irritate me hmm. because it's like, you know better. It's not good uh-huh. enough. Like, unless you're doing, like, aerobic capacity, you just, like, in the mental side, like, you just need to survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll let some stuff go because it's not risky. Uh-huh. Like, you walking on a Stairmaster, like, with, 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 except when you fall off the Stairmaster and <laughs> smacking your head on the, on the ground, like, uh-huh. right. I'm not too worried about anything going wrong. Right, right. But kids are doing plyometrics and their knees are bouncing together. I'm like... yeah. How are you not trying to correct this? Uh-huh. Lower intensity and like, like I said, it's hurt me enough to where, like, it's bothered me enough to where I've had enough of it that I'm gonna fill the void because awesome I can't I can't watch it anymore. Right, right. It's totally killing me. I'll be putting on boot camps and stuff all summer. I'm trying to like build a website right now so that way like there's a platform for them. Yeah, to too. yeah, yeah. Because obviously I I still work as PT full time. Right. And, but I I want to help these kids. That is awesome. And so, I have a buddy who's helping me do it, who's a stud, and he he works with more of a, el- not elderly, but like adult population. Uh-huh. Um, his name's Alan Barker, the guy's amazing. If you want to talk to yeah. does some weird, weird stuff, like a <laughs> guy. He didn't nice. walk across America, but um, yeah, no, I have started doing it because it's bothered me long enough that I can't ignore uh-huh. it anymore. I'm like... Someone's got to
0: do it. Absolutely. <laughs> it should be you.
1: Uh, I, I'll say, I'm going to do it. Yeah, no, time, I think so. that's
0: that's so awesome. I'm excited to to see it and, oh, and see what you. you get into. I appreciate that. I'm sure I'll be calling you for some advice. Oh, I don't know. When it comes to the tactical <laughs>
1: stuff, like you're the master. Like I know it's other uh, things, but I, it brings me to the point on – if you need to cut me off, you can. It's been a good one, but yeah,
0: we should, we probably should soon. Okay. But go go ahead.
1: Well, I was just gonna ask, like, what's what's your goals? What's next for you?
0: Um, so I'm not entirely sure. I have a couple ideas for this year. I think we'll probably do the truck pull again. Um, so it it exploded, and I think. A lot of the people that came last year want to do it again, <laughs> so, amazing, which yeah, it blows my mind um it's it's crazy to see like so the first year it was me and some support people out there, yeah. and last year, there were thirty people pulling trucks right oh God, that's so cool. I'm just like this is it's incredible <laughs> um and so and so part of me wanted to do something else, and part of me wants to. And I hate to admit this, but part of me wants to just go out there alone again. <laughs> but but to see the growth that we saw and so many people involved and interested in in fundraising uh to fight sex trafficking, that was awesome. Right. And and I know a lot of people want to do it again, so so we will probably do it again. Well,
1: and that's um, amazing. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So I'm excited about that. And then uh my one of my other goals for this year, I want to do a marathon, but not running. I want to carry something every mile for 26 miles, something different. So 26 different objects. The only, they have to weigh at least 50 pounds. So I'm not going too crazy. Just 50 pounds, pounds switch objects every mile and it'll probably take me a day and a half. (laughs) I
1: don't know. so is this continuous? So, or are you going to stop? Yeah, like, no,
0: I'm not. I'm not going. I mean, I'll I'll take breaks here and there. But yeah, I, I want it to be a con, oh continuous thing. God, theme. you're a savage. But
1: Dear well, we'll see. Lord.
0: I'm going into it with the opinion that I can do it. But, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll <through>. see.
1: <laughs> but if you go into the pain of the question, eventually, right, you're right. Be like,
0: I can't do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And wow, oh, that is that is. That's such an important point. Like, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people enter challenging situations, unsure if they can do it or with doubt in their mind. And it's okay to have doubts. I'm not I'm not saying that. But, but if you go into it thinking, I'm not going to be able to pull this off, or I might not be able to pull this off, you're probably not going to. But if you go into it with the belief that, yes, I can do this. It's going to suck. It's going to be terrible. But I know that I can... I know that I can do it. You probably will.
1: Oh, 100%. I couldn't <laughs> have said it better.
0: Um, and with that, we we probably should wrap up now.
1: Sorry for taking so much no, time. No, <laughs> it's been
0: awesome. And, uh, man, I still feel like we could talk a long time, so we'll have to get you back on the podcast. would be honored. But thank I you. certainly appreciate you coming out, Dusty. No, thank you for I having appreciate me. you as a person, as a friend, and, and I'm just I'm really grateful that you made the trip up today to be on the podcast. I'm
1: honored, man, to be invited. <laughs> and. Like you said, like I'm, I'm honored to have you as a friend and be able to reach out and touch base with you. Yeah, every for time sure. I talk.
0: We should do hard things together sometime.
1: Hey, Amen. <laughs> I don't know if I can carry something for 26 miles. Oh, no, you don't need to.
0: <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. We will see you guys next time. We actually won't see anybody, but you can listen to us again soon. <laughs>